Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And as you know, there are too many things going on, but I want to pick on one of them. And that is, as I've already mentioned in my previous episodes, the army and the establishment, the factions of the army and the establishment that are pro-US or pro-slavery, you can say, or pro-colonialism. In other words, the traitors. Um, as we know, they are right now in cahoots with the fifth columnists that were sent back to the to the country by the US and the UK with full vengeance and huge financial backing to topple our uh, elected government. <clears throat> now, this internal strife that has been going on for the past 70 years, where usually the pro-US faction has always had upper hand, for a very, very short while there was victory for the other factions. Uh, that is when finally for the first time in history, first time ever, we had um, you know, fair and free elections. That is when Imran Khan was chosen as prime minister. But they, again, because the number of traitors and fifth columnists in the army, the establishment, and then the government um, outnumbered those of the legitimate government or the pro-Pakistani faction of the establishment and the army. So they ensured the collapse of the government, as we all know. And now, uh, the army, the biggest problem that we have with the army is that the army keeps on creating its own uh, fabrication as always. And it is, in fact, a dictatorship. The reason why the country is extremely peed off is that uh, we want them to announce it openly that they that we are under a dictatorship because the government no longer exists. See, that is that is where it, it goes all awry because... The caretaker government of the Punjab Assembly and KPK Assemblies, uh, they had only 90 days. 90 days were up. The uh, the day the Chief Justice was going to announce the, that their 90 days were up and now they were obliged to have the elections, that was the day the, the Supreme Court was violated and stormed by uh, the PDM, by Shabazz Sharif and uh, Bilawal and Maryam Nawaz and, uh, you know, the, and Fazl Rahman, it, 12 groups, the 12 groups that call themselves the coalition government. Imagine it took 12 parties to form a coalition government. And it took 12 parties to gather their people to storm the Supreme Court house and all these parties on their own are weak and have not no real strength and the amount of people they managed to gather was still half the number of people that Imran Khan alone gathers and that is because Imran Khan gathers the public while these people they rent people out so these people they can only gather people in two ways they either rent people out for the day they promise them free food and money uh, and the other half that comes with them is their own members, like, uh, for example, Fazul Rahman, he, you know, he goes all over the country and he picks up all the students from the madrasas under his organization and he forces them into the into busloads and brings them. And, um, you know, so that is how basically, in uh, that's the summary of it all. So it took these 12 parties to uh, gather their people to storm the Supreme Court, the fact that the government that has that has now expired, 
you know the government that is no longer the government officially pakistan right now is governmentless we don't have a government because technically all the governments including the federal government um are no longer the government constitutionally speaking they've violated the constitution and the army has violated the 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 state sanctity by working with them because the army is part of this of the constitution in a way it is a, it is a, its duty is to help the supreme court and help the public maintain the sanctity of the constitution and sovereignty of the state and the fact that the army is working with those people who are no longer in government and following their orders and uh, that is testament to the fact that this is high treason so how can they argue with us that they're not committing treason plus a second thing they keep on trying to insinuate that certain people are brewing misunderstandings between the army and the public certain people are not brewing misunderstandings because whatever you're doing to the public the public is resenting you for it you are sending the intelligence uh, agents the isi and the ib you're sending them to political parties members homes to kidnap them in the middle of the night isn't this a dictatorship isn't this illegal see that's why we're saying either just declare it out the right out there that this is a dictatorship and we are under martial law and you cannot do that why because you're too late to make that declaration and number 2 you're already working with a government that no longer exists so even if you declare dictatorship now it will just backfire on you because you've already committed high treason and the fact that you are even um, attacking your own you're attacking your own who are in the faction that is against you a uh, former army chief now normally the army is always talking about hierarchy and this if i understand it well correct me if i'm wrong but in the army the hierarchy is so strict that even if an army chief steps down from his position and he is uh you know succeeded by another army chief even then that army chief is still going to be regarded in high order and he is still going to be respected by the institution and in fact he's to a certain extent um they still have a lot of influence over the institution and nobody can basically touch them and yet we have asif jinjua our former one of our former uh, uh army chiefs his granddaughter her property was violated by the army the isi they entered her home in the middle of the night they kidnapped her father from in front of uh, all of the family and the kids and the grandkids they kidnapped her husband and we're talking about khatija shah here okay so khatija khatija shah uh, decided to make an audio on uh, an a uh, recording and uploaded it on social media and on youtube where she very clearly uh, gave the reason why she was now turning herself over to the police because as she said for these people maybe they don't care about their families and their families respect but we decent people who come from decent families we care about our families respect we care about what people do to our families and that is what they're taking the advantage of you see they want people 
They want to subdue people by threatening their families. As we know, many PTI leaders were forced to talk against Imran Khan and the party and to blame the party for the 9th May drama uh, and because their families were being threatened, basically. And Imran Khan cannot be threatened, so they've decided to threaten everybody else around him. Mind you, Imran Khan's sisters were taken once or twice, uh, you know, and with great difficulty they were, um, you know, got, they were removed from the grip of the army and the police. So um, now we have Asif Janjua's granddaughter, because just because she is uh, a PTI member, uh, so they disregarded the fact that she is the granddaughter of their former chief. And they disregarded the fact that she is a very renowned designer in her own right. She is quite famous in her own right as well, and not just as the granddaughter of the ex-army chief. Um, and uh, they attacked one of their own simply because that faction did not agree with them or the granddaughter of their ex uh, of their previous former army chief did not agree with them and she had joined PTI. And so she said it very openly that just because they are cracking down PTI members and they want to eliminate all of us and that is why they are kidnapping our family members. They tried to kidnap her sister and her sister-in-law as well and it was with great difficulty that they were stopped. Uh, and they ended up taking only her father and her husband. And obviously they're going to torture them uh, and harass them until they get a hold of her. So that is what they're doing. Now tell me, which law does this remind you of? Do you remember this law, especially in the colonial times? Uh, and even pr uh, in the Fata area, this is the law where when one person, uh, you want one person, you cannot get hold of that person, and so you arrest the whole family to pay for the crimes of that person, even if that person hasn't committed that crime. So when you target one person, you're basically, you have been given a free hand to target their families. Which law allows that? I leave you to think about it, okay? There is only one law that allows that. And there was a reason why that law was abolished. And, the, and this law has no place in democracy. So we are not a democracy anymore. This is not even an authoritarian government. This is pure fascism with the hidden hand of dictatorship and you can see the invisible hand of the US and the UK. You can just see it because now the UK and the US have been meddling in our affairs throughout these 70 years and now all of a sudden they remembered that this is an internal matter. Why wasn't it an internal matter when we chose Imran Khan to be our prime minister. Why wasn't it an internal matter when we wanted Fatma Jinnah, when we elected her to be our prime minister? Why wasn't it an internal matter when we had Bhutto? You know, why wasn't it an internal matter when we, you know, whenever we do anything that is that is supposed to serve our national interest? So America and the UK have done nothing but put our country in a mess simply because they want to own our country, they want to own our land so that they can wage their stupid war they're, while they're measuring their dicks. You know, the, the US is always so busy measuring its insecure dick 
with Russia and China and other countries, you know, and they think that only they own the world and the whole world should be under them and the whole world should come under their colony. So there are these sick fucks, these sick bastards in the US establishment and the UK who seem to think that they have the right to own the whole fucking world. When the truth is that they, no matter what they do, you know, as we have this very old adage that um, a person who is from the lowest of the low strata of the society will always remain low no matter how rich they get. That applies to the UK and the US. They came from darkness. They came from ignorance. They came from extremely low quality standard of living and so they're so insecure with that, they're so scared of going back to those dark ages that they will do anything and everything to rule over the whole world because at the end of the day, they're still thieves and looters and pirates and plunderers who just went sneaking into different countries. They couldn't even wage wars openly uh, like civilized, brave human beings. They had to sneak into countries, loot and plunder them and divide them and then end up ruling them. So they're doing the same thing to other independent countries, constantly meddling with the sovereignty of those countries. And they've gone too far with Pakistan, many a times. But this time, that is why we keep on saying Imran Khan is our red line, and they try to use that against us. Because the public warned the US and the traitors in the establishment that Imran Khan is our red line, which means that if you dare cross that red line, then this time it will be a do or die situation for everybody and the public. And that is why they, uh, 9th May was a litmus test. Imran Khan is absolutely correct. 9th May was a litmus test because everybody kept saying that Imran Khan is our red line. So they, they decided, okay, let's use that red line and let's make them cross it. Let's cross it and then say they crossed it. And that will be the best excuse and pretext we can have to start a crackdown against PTI and to subdue the public at the same time. Now, if you look at the mainstream media of Pakistan, it is 100% dictatorship protocol uh, the media is heavily censored and you have these constant patriotic songs and army themed songs going on and you have these you know you'd we stand united with the army fabricated news and rallies and this and that that screams dictatorship but you know what the army this time is at a heavy loss because no matter what they do, sometimes they're creating terroristic incidents. As we know, Rana Sanala is the dawn of all dawns in Pakistan, especially in Punjab. And he controls all terrorist activities throughout Punjab as well as KPK. And in Peshawar, uh, Murad Said has been screaming for quite uh, two to three years now that uh, there are these really weird insurgents that keep coming and causing terrorism, deliberately trying to destabilize the environment and the government, and that this is the beginning of something uh, that's been brewing. And he was right, because as we can see, PDM is here. They have all but destroyed the parliament. They've all but destroyed the constitution. They have all but destroyed the sanctity of the state. And as we know, Qaidiyazam Muhammad Ali Jinnah said that respect is not for the institutions, but for the life of the individuals. So life has respect. Uh, institution is not a living organism. Institution is made up of people. So institutions don't have any respect. People and their lives have respect. 
And the fact that you're going against the founder of the country, as I said before, if you have a problem with the original philosophy and policy of our country, you're welcome to go build one of your own. But you're not even capable of doing that. So all you can do is to steal and hijack another country and impose your own crappy philosophies. In fact, do you even have a philosophy in life? Do you even have a policy? Do you? No, you're sellouts. You're going to go, that is what you're going to be doing for the rest of your lives. You're just going to be stealing nations for the US and the UK and handing it over to them, wagging your tails. And one by one, each and every one of you is going to be slaughtered like pigs, including your families, once the hunt is over. You need to get that in through your brains, okay? Once the hunt is over, the hunting dogs and the whole pack is killed. Yeah, so the day you accomplish whatever it is that you've come here to accomplish, every single one of you are going to be slaughtered like pigs by the US and the UK. So yeah, here's happy hunting to you people. On the other hand, we still have journalists that are kidnapped. I look at the contradictory statements of the IGB of Lahore. Um, on one side, you know, he's saying... Uh, that's the police, okay. So on one side, the police is saying to the Supreme Court, or sorry, to the High Court. Well, in any case, on one side, he's saying it to the court that um, I will ask. I mean, Imran Riaz Khan, the journalist, was first kidnapped by the police from the airport. And then they took him to the station. And then a very conveniently three cars with masked men come in and kidnap him from the police station. And nobody in the police station knew what happened. Seriously? And then now when the court is asking him to produce, he's, the, the court is asking the police to produce Imran Riaz Khan. And so first the police claims that they will have to contact the ISI and the IB the intelligence bureau to find out what they've done with him and where he is so that is basically basically a confession that he knows who has him right that the igb knows who has him who has the imran who has imran riaz khan the journalist and then the court the court says okay we'll uh, you know we'll rejoin tomorrow and we'll find out what happened so you better give us an answer tomorrow so that when the tomorrow comes then suddenly he changes his tune the police and and the police suddenly declares that a person has hid, uh, he he has hidden himself so we don't know where we can produce him from so basically this is again another proof of dictatorship that he went to the ISI told them that the court wants the guy back the ISI sent him back saying tell the court that he we don't know where he is he's hidden himself and if he's hidden himself we cannot produce him in other words tell the court up yours right so the fact that the army as an institution is violating the constitution, it's going against the sanctity of the state by violating the rule of law. The Supreme Court is being subdued by Maryam Nawaz. Maryam Nawaz is constantly pressuring the army to subdue the Supreme Court and the army is happily obliging with their tails wagging. Because the army has been fed some dollars and pounds by Maryam Nawaz right now. Because she, I remember that when Obama and his wife came the last time to Pakistan, the, and they were giving funds to Maryam Nawaz, every one of us asked, in what capacity are you giving funds to Maryam Nawaz? She's not a politician. She does not hold any post in the government. So on what authority and in what capacity 
Are you giving her bucket loads of funds? And to do what? The fact that during Imran Khan's uh, premiership, when he was prime minister, the fact that Maryam Nawaz was receiving secret midnight visits from American delegates, the fact that Maryam Nawaz was traveling to the UK and Bilawal was traveling to the US, that, that is testament to the conspiracy against the state of Pakistan. Open conspiracy. The fact that America has tried to now be very open in its disregard for the sovereignty of another state. America needs to be sanctioned. Why hasn't any country in the UN ever asked for the sanction of the US? The US needs to be sanctioned and the US needs to go to criminal law. And it needs to be charged for war crimes, for meddling in other states, for violation of international law, for violation of diplomacy, for violation of democracy, okay, and, and violation of human rights, and funding of terrorism all over the world, as well as within America, as well as um, initiating provoking, inciting, as well as directly being involved in terrorism, as well as murder, as well as genocide all over the world and within America. But why isn't anybody doing it? So basically, you can see the American hand in PDM. They're doing exactly what they were trained to do. You can see America written all over the style the PDM is using to subdue the people of Pakistan. Since when was it okay to enter people's homes in Islam, in Islam, and that is that same Islamic law that Americans uh, added to their law, uh, like all other Islamic laws, uh, which they very proudly like to protect. Um, according to Islamic law, anybody who's, who even peeps into your home without your permission can be and should be attacked. Anybody who trespasses, you are allowed to defend your home. You can attack them even if they're from the law enforcement. If they do not come without a warrant or without a permission, and if they come in a way uh, that a thief would come, if they come without uh, any warning, and if you have not permitted their entry, you can attack them and you should attack them to defend yourself and your property. And yet they're entering into people's homes in the middle of the night and kidnapping the women and the, and, and the men and the old and the young all alike. And you're telling me that this is an internal problem of Pakistan, a problem that you created, that you paid for, that you financed. The USA needs to answer to the UN, to Pakistan, and to the world in the court of law, period. So this is me signing out. Stay safe, stay blessed, wherever you are. Khuda Hafiz.